Hello, this is Jennifer Wolf. I'm the Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions. I'm the host of the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally, where we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation systems. The goal of Accidentally is to make you think about workers' compensation in a different way. We do this by asking thought-provoking questions, raising awareness of emerging issues, and offering insights on workers' compensation. You can listen or download our podcast each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast, or even better, subscribe to us on iTunes. The COVID Catch-22 As many in the workers' compensation industry have retreated to their home offices, it's where I'm recording this morning's podcast, there are many businesses and workers who do not have that luxury. There are workers in the healthcare system, long-term care, transportation, food service, emergency services, who are still going to work. And these workers often face an impossible choice, risk exposure and illness of COVID-19 or financial distress. It is a catch-22. One phrase that I've heard over and over again in the past month is, the workers' compensation system was not designed to deal with a pandemic. And that is absolutely true. But we find ourselves in a pandemic, and so the system is asked to respond. The legal standard in workers' compensation is that a work injury or illness must be causally related to work. For occupational diseases, the burden of proof rests on the injured worker to prove exposure at work and not activities of daily life were the cause of the illness. For many common illnesses, think the flu, a cold, or strep throat. The widespread nature of those illnesses in our community would preclude a strong link to work. So at the beginning of the crisis, most within the work comp industry felt that COVID-19 should be treated no differently than any other occupational disease. The general public was exposed and therefore the link to work was tenuous. That was before social distancing became a part of our lexicon, before school closures, business closures, canceled conferences, before homes became offices and classrooms and playrooms, before Zoom replaced happy hour. It is clear, we do not live in ordinary times and extraordinary times call for us to rethink the normal rules and be prepared to develop unique and novel solutions. It's the time when the health, safety, and workers' compensation communities can come together to reflect and to be a leader.
The workers' compensation system was developed to protect and benefit both employees and businesses. Employees are guaranteed health care and wage replacement if they are hurt at work. Their employers are insulated from tort lawsuits and the potential for unknown financial damages. Today, with COVID-19, both employees and businesses once again face these uncertainties. And therefore, COVID-19 has raised interesting dilemmas for workers' compensation. Shelter-in-place mandates have forced most businesses to close unless that work can be conducted remotely. Only those services deemed essential can continue operations in person. Workers in food service, healthcare, long-term care, and emergency services are serving the public. And that service comes with increased exposure to COVID-19. Across our communities, there is widespread recognition of the risk and sacrifice of these workers. The grocery store clerks, janitorial staff, nurses, residential care workers, mailmen. We see campaigns of gratitude springing up. People are placing cutout hearts in their windows, offering cheers of thanks in the evening posting well wishes across social media. All of these are important and necessary. But don't these workers deserve more? Don't these individuals deserve to know they and their families will be cared for if they contract COVID-19? The public has been asked to stay at home to limit exposure and the spread of disease. It seems difficult to argue that essential workers are not exposed to COVID-19 by the very act of going to work. But there's another side to that coin. The cost of workers' compensation coverage is based on an actuarial analysis of the risk and the potential claims costs in the future. As we talked about before, Neither common illnesses or pandemics were included in that cost calculation. So as the number of COVID-19 claims rise, who is going to bear the financial responsibility for these lives? Call it the COVID catch-22. There's a strong desire to care for those who are risking their lives at work but who will bear the cost of lost wages, healthcare treatment, and in the most tragic cases, death, seems to be the focus of the debate. It's an important question, but it's not the immediate need. Now is the time for the system to support businesses and care for people. For the workers' compensation industry, this means rethinking the rules and taking action. And that action has already begun. 
Jurisdictional regulatory agencies across the United States have adopted new nature and cause of injury codes. This seems so small, but yet it is so critical because it provides the real-time ability to monitor claims, measure the extent of the problem, and address ongoing policy and stakeholder concerns. It is a time for radical transparency. Compiling and publishing this kind of data provides critical information. It gives us the ability to answer questions. What are the claim counts? What is the percentage of cases being denied? What locations and industries are experiencing increased COVID-19 activity? In the past few weeks, we've seen governors and legislative bodies in more than a dozen states adopt presumptions. Presumptions remove the burden of proof and presume that a claim is work-related. The presumption activity across the United States has varied. Some presumptions are narrow and limited to a small group of workers. Others are more expansive, extending to most named essential workers. One thing I've noticed, though, in these presumptions is sometimes they're not well coordinated within a state, and it is a time for coordination. System changes, including the adoption of presumptions, do not come without cost. Coordination among policymakers, regulatory agencies, and stakeholders is critical to those changes being effective and reducing the unintended consequences of lack of coordination. It is a time for collaboration. Occupational safety and workers' compensation have operated in silos for too many years. It is critical for those industries to come together to identify the risks and to take all necessary steps to minimize exposure for workers. This would be good for workers' compensation. It would also be good because it would ensure that more lives are saved. In recent weeks, novel ideas have been raised. On Monday, April 20th, RIMS sent a letter to Congress urging the adoption of a pandemic risk insurance program to minimize insurance losses related to COVID-19. The program was modeled after TRIA, the Terrorism Risk Insurance Act, and would provide a federal backstop to losses. Another proposal, supported by New York Governor Cuomo and former New York State Workers' Compensation Board Chair Robert Snashel, is a federal fund to pay death claims for those workers who die from COVID-19. Both of these ideas are modeled after programs implemented following the terrorist attacks of 9-11. It is a time for creativity. Workers' compensation is not the only solution. It's not the only one that is being asked to care for workers and support businesses during this extraordinary time. However, the industry can bring important knowledge and creativity in developing and implementing solutions. 
Workers' compensation is a delicate balance between the competing interests of employers and employees. In a world thrown upside down by COVID-19, we no longer find that balance. I don't know which one I like better. And so we have the COVID catch-22. We're asking workers to serve the public interest and risk illness or death. And we're asking employers when many of their businesses have closed to easily absorb these losses. It's not sustainable. There are no easy answers in a pandemic, but each of us and each of our communities is called to action. Workers' compensation can be a leader. It can demonstrate its value to businesses and workers by providing care and inviting others to the table to develop equitable funding models. We are asking doctors, nurses, sanitation workers, delivery drivers, grocery clerks, health aides, childcare providers, and many others to sacrifice, to put their health and their lives on the line. Now is the time for the workers' compensation industry to support action that ensures these workers are protective. We can resolve the catch-22, but it requires us to forget the old rules and design something for a new world. Now is the time for a national conversation to come together with solutions that equitably distribute cost. Now is the time for radical transparency, coordination, collaboration, and creativity. Let us meet the moment and be the helpers needed. Thank you for listening to Accidentally. I want to close by especially thanking all those individuals who are serving the public during this time. You are the continued light in the dark. To all, I wish you health and safety. Be well, friends. Jen.